Injured in a car accident? It's about money. Your money. Your settlement. We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? You pay no fees or costs. We strive to get you more at LawyerUp904.com. November 10th, 2013. Yeah. And guess what? We're going to run this division now. Trevor Lawrence taking us to the Super Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl. And we're going to win that. Let's go, baby. Two more till I die. To be able to put ourselves in a position to play meaningful games in December and January. Trevor keeps it on his own be. read. Tries to get to the corner. Dies for the end zone. Touchdown. Shotgun for Trevor Lawrence. It's a blitz. I mean, it is an all-out blitz. Trevor fires left side. That ball is going to be caught for the touchdown by Evan Ingram. Uh, heads up to Dewey again. Dropping out of a shotgun. They throw it quickly. Picked off by Dewey. Intercepted by Andrew Wingard. Dewey again, man. Stepping up and making some big plays. My offensive player of the game, every time he plays that way, is Frank. Dropping Gold. control is Trevor. Scrambling to his right, fires. That ball's caught by Evan Ingram to the five. Into the end zone, touchdown. I don't care if he's on our team or not. If that man, if he ran for mayor, sorry, Lenny. I'm spoke for the hurricane. And Trevor, you got to admit, at the last play of the game, when that linebacker came and hit him, he caught right in his face. That's, that's my quarterback. He got up there, and, he, and they had to pull him away. Man, y'all get off of T-Low. He wasn't taking any crap from nobody. Bro, let me tell you something about them Jaguars today, son. We have not but one. But two, three, four, two, and one. That boy Trevor was eating like it was Thanksgiving, dog. He got a good team, man. We just need to keep winning, man. We going to the Super Bowl, and we going to win that. This boy got a hit. Ten Ten XL 92.5 FM presents... Jaguars today with your host Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, and E to the T. All right, that's what I'm talking about, E. We need some of that positive energy up in here because we're just days away from the Jags hosting the de facto AFC South Championship game. Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, E.T. with you. Good morning, Tony. How are you? Good morning. You? I'm doing well. I feel like, uh, you know, look, uh, we're all hoping the best for DeMar Hamlin, but I no feel doubt. like we're kind of, you know, look, I- I'm not going to try to dampen enthusiasm of Jaguar fans as they approach Saturday. There's no reason to. Uh, you know, we can all wish the best for DeMar Hamlin. By the way, Coley Hart the of ESPN uh, posted some updates on Twitter this morning. Said, chatted with DeMar Hamlin's family friend, uh, Jordan, and per Jordan and DeMar's family, doctors overnight got promising readings that they had been hoping to see by this morning. Couldn't go into specifics, but progress appears to be made. Uh, DeMar is still sedated and in critical condition in the ICU. They also clarified on behalf of the family, the friend did, that there may have been some miscommunications in terms of the number of times that DeMar Hamlin was resuscitated. That happened because I'd heard people stating it as fact that he was resuscitated on the field and again at the hospital. Mm-hmm. They said it, only, it happened on the field. He didn't One need time. to be resuscitated yeah. again, so that's good. Um, and that he'll have more throughout the course of the day. And that DeMar's father is calling for – any criticisms of T. Higgins to stop? Why would you possibly criticize? I mean, T. Higgins got tackled, and the next thing he knows, I mean, T. Higgins is a victim in this, if anything, right? I mean, you know, he didn't ask for this. No. 
He got tackled. They're playing football, man. It's nothing he did, nothing dirty, nothing illegal. No. Um, and anybody who would say anything negative to T. Higgins about this is absolutely ludicrous. Yeah, when that started coming out yesterday, I was like, that's wild. Just fishing for people. a hot take. Right. I mean, like, not, beyond hot take, you're Good. just fishing to be a, a scumbag of a human being. Like, I mean, there's some very serious things obviously going on here. Uh, no one's to blame necessarily for what happened. No right? one's it's, to blame. It's I don't, a freak far as accident, I know, right. right? Like it, it's very unfortunate, and hopefully he comes out of it okay on the other side of this thing. But I'm certainly not going to blame either of the coaches. I'm not going to blame the guy he tackled. I'm not going to blame him. Not, right. If you want to blame like the sport of football, well, then don't watch football. And right. you're entitled sure to feel that, to way, do that right? Yeah. That's uh, probably not the road we're going to go down here on Jaguars it's, today. It's wild. That does just feel like hot take nonsense I mean just absolute scumbaggery like it's not enough to just say we hope he gets better this is awful right like that's not enough or not say anything yeah you don't have to say anything you don't have to join the conversation I don't get it all right so anyway that's just wanted to give you an update because that sounds pretty promising and those tweets came out in the last 35 40 minutes or so from Coley Harvey so uh you know he's been around he was I think at one point he was the Bengals guy for ESPN right now he's a national uh, reporter for ESPN all right uh, today, got the Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day, and uh, we're asking you what is the most exciting regular season home game that you ever attended for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Okay? Uh, you got one in mind? You don't have to tell me right now. Off the top of my head, oh, I got one. Okay, you hold that, please, <laughs> sir. We'll, we'll discuss. Uh, but there have been a lot of great ones over the years, and this one, you know, in, in terms of anticipation, Right there near the top of the list, as we talked about yesterday. So uh, you can hit us up with your responses to that. You can call into the program today at 641-1010. Same number for the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Hit us up on Twitter at MD underscore 1010XL at 1010XL Fat Tony and at IME2 the T. Come on, somebody. Come on, E.T. All right. Also, I got a ticket. Have y'all heard I got some tickets I'm going to give away to the game? (laughs) I have. On Saturday. I wish I didn't hear that. Right? People hit me. Stop hitting up E.T. I I don't have the tickets. He he doesn't have the tickets, and I'm just announcing. E.T. doesn't even know what I'm about to say right now, okay? And I'm not going to tweet this out. I'm not going to put it out there in any other form because I want this to be for people who actually listen to this show. Okay, and I may give you some extra clues as the show goes on as to what you can include in your submission to try to win these tickets to give you a better chance because that'll show me that you've listened not just to the first five minutes of the show, okay? So uh, try to make this as simple as possible, right? I don't want to do a random caller number or whatever. You know, you don't know what you're going to get. I want this to go to... These tickets, it's a pair of tickets, and they're nosebleeds. Don't think you're sitting in the front row here, okay? Your boy <laughs> went in his own pocket here, right? <laughs> like, oh, Mike Dipsy, oh, yeah, we got no, some No, 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 no. <laughs> Apparently, he, some people think that I think I'm a rock star or something. Uh, that's what Twitter was telling me yesterday because we didn't work on Monday, you know? Never mind the fact that the whole station did. Anyway, not going to go back down that road again. Too late. So, <laughs> email me at uh, MikeD at 1010XL.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, subject line, tickets. That's it, tickets. Just put tickets because it's going to be easier to sort that way. Just send me one email, please, right? And, you know, have a number in there that we can get in touch with you if we need to. But give me, like, you know, I'll say 30 words or less, 
why you think you deserve the tickets. Now, I'm, I'm hoping, again, to put these in the hands of a Jaguar fan who's going to bring another Jaguar fan who otherwise would not be able to go to this game. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll sniff you out if, if you are a reseller and just trying to make a profit, you know, and, uh, and if you are and I find out, you will forever be shamed in the annals of Jaguars <laughs> today history. Right? And I will shame you publicly. I don't mind. Uh, anyway, 30 words or less, and you can include – any photos you want, like limit it to a handful, right? Don't give me a photo album. I'm not going to flip through the whole thing. But if you want to throw a few photos in there, maybe showing you in Jaguar gear throughout the years, something like that. So I know I don't want some nasty mayo eater trying to sneak in here and take these tickets. You understand what I'm saying, right? I understand right? what you're saying. So there you go. Email me, Mike D at 1010XL.com, 30 words or less, why you think you deserve those tickets or would like those tickets. Um, use the word tickets, only the word tickets in the subject line, and include any photos you like, you know, just kind of digital uh, evidence, proof, pushing me along. And later on, what I'm going to do is I may give you a word or two that if you include, I'll let you go 30, I'll, I'll let you go 31 or 32 words, right? <laughs> but if you work this word in, then I'll know you've been listening throughout the course of the show. Right? So like there that. you go. And this is good for people who are listening after. You don't have to be listening live right now. A lot of people download the podcast version. That's fine. They love that. Yep. Okay? I'd like to have this settled by tomorrow morning. Ooh. All right? I, I don't know. I, it depends on how many submissions I get because people need to know, right? You got to make plans, right? Maybe you're holding down. Maybe I'll win tickets. Maybe I'll break down and buy some at the end, right? I'd right. encourage you to buy some anyway. Then if you win them, bring two more friends with you. And that'd be great. So, um, you know, I will do my best to have a winner determined by tomorrow morning. Right, Dempsey for the people. I don't know. I just, I look, I mean, you know, we're just getting swept up in the, the wave of Jaguar fandom, man. I just want to pack the house. That's all. Man, you're a rock star, man. Oh, shut up, man. <laughs> I can come break my nine, or, nine, or, oh, blah, my nine iron over your head. Hard time saying nine iron this morning, apparently. I just threw that in because that guy hates golf talk, too, so. There you go. That, I don't know if that passes as golf talky if I threaten you with a nine iron. By the way, I'd throw it and then I'd run like hell. Cause, uh, how's, the, how's the ankle doing? The, oh, I'm getting that flexibility. Are you, are you? All right, because I was getting a little tendonitis in mine, actually. <laughs> I definitely don't want that smoke. I had about a, a two-day window on you uh, about a week or so ago. Yeah, I'm back now, baby. Yeah, that's not, that's not looking good for me. All right, so uh, what else we got cooking today, Tony? Um we're thinking about maybe, you know, in just kind of observance of the circumstances that are going around the National Football League, maybe shutting down the Breakfast Bowl yeah. tomorrow, right? This doesn't seem like, you know, kind of the, I don't know, seems a little tacky, right? To, to in in, in light of of the circumstances with Demar Hamlin and um, just don't feel right. It doesn't right Ooh, now. Yeah. I'm not trying like the listeners team. By the way, is like 50 points out right now. The odds of them. Winning in week 18, remarkably slim anyway. And it saves trying to figure out exactly what that number would even be, right? Because ET and I each had a player that was playing on Monday night. What do we do with any of that going forward? Like those kind of questions. So it makes the most sense, I think, to just – this be the end of the breakfast bowl says the, the guy in the lead over here uh, <laughs> i'm just messing yeah. with you tony come on now come on now i do i just feel like yeah d-rock will be in tomorrow oh he will buy breakfast oh, by the yeah, way yeah. he's buying breakfast because yeah. yeah. he lost that big loser <laughs> uh but uh yeah i think that makes the most sense that's though. probably what we'll do so yeah. uh we'll just kind of shut it down and uh we appreciate all of you playing along this year and maybe we'll have an announcement on that front 
as well. By the way, if you're in one of the Jaguars today uh, finals, I've been waiting as long as possible to try to get as much information about what the NFL intends to do. It looks like they're not going to replay this game, right? That's my guess. Now, that's not official, official, but um, I, I, I honestly have not looked at all the circumstances. You know, I may just say, you know what, you're all co champions and we'll invite all the – because E.T. was in two finals, Tony was in one. Now, if somebody had a massive lead and the other guy had nobody left, then I'm going to say the guy with the massive lead is the winner. I don't know. I literally have not looked, and if you don't believe me, I I don't know what to tell you. You know, I I truly – uh, I tend to not look once I'm eliminated. Yeah. <laughs> right. Quite like, as much. I know what my situation was in the final I was in. I'm sure. Right. Right. You and, know? And look, so. I, it's and it, look, far from the most important Doesn't matter. Uh, right thing out there. Just it's but people yeah. are just people are hitting us up, asking us questions about this. Look, I've been doing shows on the fantasy channel on Sirius XM for the last two days. We're not even talking about that, right? Mm-hmm. We're all we've talked about for the last two days is Damar Hamlin, literally on uh our show, uh, but hey, uh, you know what? Sounds like he's doing somewhat better, um, and uh, there you go. All right, uh, someone asking, can I repeat the email address? I missed it. Yes, Mike D at 1010XL.com. Tickets is the only word you're going to put in the subject line, 30 words or less, why you think you should get this pair of tickets to uh, Jags Titans this weekend, and any photo accompaniment that you want to throw in there. And again, I wouldn't send that email. Until you listen to the show today, maybe you're going to get an extra boost because if I see the words that I give you to to include in there, and even if you just include it in there like, P.S., that word, I'll know you have listened, right? And that's fine mm-hmm. as well. Uh, so um, be listening as the, the show plays out today. John Osher going to join us in hour number two. Mm-hmm. Donovan Darius is going to join us on the other side. Yep. A lot of issues to get into with Donovan. Have you heard, Tony, the Jaguars are primed to kick some Tennessee Titan butt <laughs> on Saturday night? Have they you heard a about big this? game this weekend? There's yeah. a big game coming up this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes, sir. We got a playoff. This is a playoff freaking game. And I understand. Saturday I'm, I'm night. the one who's been talking about all the wild card possibilities. And I know they're still alive, uh, even if they fall, you know, shockingly to the Titans this week. But uh, let's not have that happen. Let's take control of the fate. And, uh, oh, there's Taylor closing the door. Apparently, I'm too loud again <laughs> on the radio. My voice is too loud in the hallways of 1010XL. Sorry, Taylor. All right. Uh, we'll come back with Double D. Uh, if you want to get in today, you know all the ways to do it. 641-1010, phone lines and text line. Hit us up on Twitter uh, today as well. I'll go through a couple more times throughout the course of the show, if you missed it, how you can apply to try to get that pair of tickets to Saturday night's game. Parking concessions, that's all on you. Okay? Tickets. Get in the door. What you do once you get in the door, that's on you as well. Okay? Be civilized, people. To a to a certain degree, be civilized. All right. Coming back with more with uh, Donovan Darius, with Tony Smith and E.T. I'm Mike Dempsey. You're listening to Jaguars Today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Now more Jaguars Today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Oh, here they come. Here they come, E.T. Saturday night, baby. E.T., you got a, a fresh mix? Can you put something together for them for Saturday night that they could come out to at the stadium? Oh, you know, I'm always in the lab cooking. I'm going to cook something up for Friday. I might cook something for Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, that being Sars right there. Yeah, that's Sars. Okay, Sars. Okay, Sars. Here we, here we going to the Super Bowl. Here we go, Ha, <laughs> Absolutely. 
I, Love I, it. I got to tell you, playing this song the week of the Titans game, oh, it's, it's this dangerous. Big, this makes me nervous. Like, dangerous. Dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. Oh, gosh. Let's welcome in our man, Donovan Darius. Double D, good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, good morning, John. My question was, was that? Was that the the rap song about here we go here we go coming to Duval like was that that song that was ninety nine man yeah that was that was y'all in ninety nine getting ready for yeah, that AFC man. championship I remember, game I remember that song couple couple guys you know when kind of trans over transitioned over to the music industry I was like ah. Uh, you know, I was I was a little skeptic about that song. I, mean, I, I really was. I, I was hoping that we would win. I'm not a gambling man. Uh, you know, I figure two out of three times, you know, at least one out of those three will win. But uh, but when you start putting them songs, you start doing all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> you know, it makes it just a little bit, a little bit leery. You, well, you you gotta back it up, right? I mean, that's, I know, it, I know, and we did. You know what? Like, I think it was like three weeks ago. I watched that game again. You know what I mean? Three weeks ago, I mean, I don't know. I was just in the spirit of it all, and I watched that game again, man. And man, we uh, we we played one half. It was a tell us two half, man. Um, but man, we were thirty minutes away. Oh, brother, tell me about it, uh, Donovan. Uh, we're, we're, let me get your thoughts quickly on on Demar sure. Hamlin here, and because yeah. I do want to talk. You know, it's a celebratory time for Jaguar sure. fans, and it should be. But just as a, a former player. To see yeah. a guy in the fraternity go down like he did on Monday night, just h- how do you feel about everything that's been going on the last couple you, of days? You know, it's 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 tough. It's tough, fellas, and, and I'm sure everybody out there, you know, has numbered prayers and thoughts goes out to him and his family. It it just goes back to how you know the risk reward, the risk reward. You grow up wanting to live a dream. And but you never know if that dream will also will also be life threatening. Now, as a player, we understand, we know that injuries are part of what you do, but we don't really, you know, contemplate on the the severity of the injuries that can become life threatening. I mean, I've had broken leg, ACL, MCL, meniscus, shoulders, back concussion. I bought all that stuff, but it, there wasn't at any one time that I felt like my life was in danger because of the hit. But one of the things that always stuck in my mind, fellas, like no matter what, you know, I was always amazed. I was grateful and thankful and always amazed that with the way that I played, you know, and the aggressiveness and the contact and with the forehead and the shoulders and everything, I was always amazed that nothing, well, not just not a heart attack or any cardiac arrest, but like, even more problems with the neck or something because it is a dangerous sport. And that's why I say for, for fans, for anybody, you know, when just understand, we're not asking for no exceptional praise and adulation to sense, you know what, this is a dangerous sport. It just is 30 car crashes in a, in a, in a game in a day. That's what you're really going into. And so to see a brother, like I said, the hit was not that hard. It was just at the right precise moment and something like that happened. So my heart goes out for a man, you know, again, this is way before, you know, way beyond football and anything. And I think a lot of people are going to continue. This is going to cause people to really look at the sport even more. I'm glad that they didn't have the game the other day that they went on because how could you get that out of your mind? You're going to make a regular play, you know, and out of nowhere, you know, without any fault of your own, something like that would happen. And so, um, it is a somber moment. It is a somber time. Um, 
great to see that the, you know the support and everything that's coming around it and the awareness. But um, yeah, we're just, we're just hoping for the best for for the young man and anybody after that. No doubt, Donovan. Appreciate your thoughts on it, and obviously, all of our thoughts and prayers are with Demar Hamlin and his family as he continues to try to recover. They had some slightly good news this morning, at least in a positive direction with him, but still in critical condition there. And obviously we're hoping and praying for the best for him and his family. Getting back to this weekend, Donovan, and the game coming up against the Tennessee Titans, what is the most pressure that you can ever remember feeling going into a regular season game? Not the playoffs, but in the regular season. Yeah, going into the regular season, I mean, I remember there was – you know, back, I mean, it's, it's been some more in the 2000s, but just even back in that 99 season, you know, we we were on a roll. We, you know, we had won a lot of games. I think we were at one time, you know, basically like 10, 11, and 2 and all that. And, you know, and we went up to, you know, well, before before we lost our second game to Tennessee, actually, you know, we went up to, you know, we went up to Tennessee and we, you know, we're basically two games away from sealing first round, you know, playoffs, the bye, the AFC South and all that stuff. And it was a game against Tennessee. It just so happened. And it was one of those things where your record does not indicate the outcome of the game. Like, you still had to go out there because at any given Sunday, a team can beat you and your, you know, and the outcome of your season can be another way. And so I remember, you know, that game, we got beat, of course, 41 to 14. Um, uh, and there was a lot of pressure. There was a lot of pressure for us. Uh, you know, I mean, to, to win that game. There's a lot of pressure for us to try to stay ahead and keep the momentum going into, you know, the playoffs. Now, Grant, we lost that game, won the next week versus Cincinnati, uh, you know, which helped us, you know, finish the season, you know, 14-2. and two. But um, I remember that was a game that was really, really high pressure. Yeah, uh, no doubt. And, uh, you know, we've heard guys talk about it this week. <clears throat> Particularly, you weren't there, but the uh, 96 Atlanta game at the end of the regular season, things got real. Like it's all fun and games as you're cruising along, thinking we got to win all these games to make it matter. And then you put yourself in a position where you only need to win one, and it kind of changes. Uh, Donovan, what would your advice be, if any, to this collective group of Jacksonville Jaguars who have been on a pretty good roll, going six and two in their last eight themselves? I think one of the most important things that you can ever relate to a player um, and a team is to do what you practice. And to do what you continue to do, I think oftentimes, uh, you know, as a fan and even just as a team, these games can take on a greater leverage and a greater magnitude, uh, you know, because of the consequences of it. And so sometimes it could cause a person to say, "I need to do something different," you know, "I need to watch something more," or "I need to do this," or "I need to do that." No, my advice to you is: the more consistent you can be with your routine. And you've practiced that routine over and over and over. What do you do on Tuesdays? What do you do on Wednesdays in preparation? Thursdays, Fridays, you know, what do you do before a game? So make it as regular as you can in terms of consistent as you can with your routine because it's in your routine, in your discipline, that you build your confidence. That's where your confidence is developed, through your discipline and through your routine. And so I think when guys go through that and understand, yes, this is another game. You know, it has a magnitude, but every game has one. If they didn't win last week, that game would have been, this game would have been a little bit more different. And so they won that week. They won the week before. So I think the mindset is let's go, let's maintain your routine. Yeah, your routine of discipline and preparation and go out there and just continue to play one play at a time. You know, it, you can break it down to as simple as that. It's one technique, it's one play, 
and it's one finish at a time. That's on offense, and that's on defense, and then the results will take care of themselves. Donovan, we've talked about that 99 championship game. You mentioned the late regular season matchup that you guys lost big um, against Tennessee that year as well. For you, as a former player, um, what does this Saturday night potentially mean as a former Jaguars player with the Titans being the team coming to town here with the division on the line? You know, for me, I mean, yeah, the matchup because of the history of the Titans, I think when you get caught up into the history of the Titans, then you kind of give a mental leverage to the Titans. And so I think as a former player, current player, organization, fan base, whatever, I would try to stay away from as much as just looking at this game is the Titans. I would just look at it as, as, hey, this is the next game that we have that we have to take care of, that we have to take care of business, you know? And I think that is the mentality of it, um, even as a former player. Like, who's next up on the schedule? Let's go out and do what we do, do what we do um, and, let, and let the results lay so we can move forward. And so, as a former player, I would try not to put as much emphasis on who we're playing exactly, but I will put more emphasis on what we do and how we play uh, to determine, uh, you know, the end result and to control our destiny in the future. So, Double D, are we going to be celebrating the Jags winning the AFC South when oh, yeah. we uh, oh, yeah. come in next week? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got a hat. I got a hat already. You know what I'm oh, no. Already, no. <laughs> oh. No, 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 no. Listen, the hat, the hat is just a Jaguar hat. I got a Jaguar okay. hat. Okay. It don't say Jaguar. It don't say, it doesn't say champs. Stuff. All right. I, mean, I, can't, I can't go on telling you guys to take it one day at a time, do your routine, and I'm sitting over here with uh, – you know, AFC, AFC South, you know what I mean, uh, championship <laughs> rings and horns. No, no. I just believe I believe that the way the Jaguars have consistently been playing in December, the way Trevor Lawrence, as first-round quarter, first pick or overall draft last year, has come in and continued to be consistent, created lack of turnovers in terms of interception and whatnot. We still got to, you know, you know, stop, you know, stop these little easy fumbles. Um, and the way the defense is finding a way to make plays, get off the board, you know, get off the, the field on third downs, create turnovers, and minimize uh, offenses, touchdowns, and scoring potential in the red zone. Again, those same things we talked in week one are the same things that apply now. And so I think because they have some consistency, my desire and hope is that they go into this weekend and they have a similar performance and outcome in those specific areas. Hey, let me ask you, Donovan. Um, I know Doug Peterson wanted to play on Sunday, and, and I guess by kickoff time, adrenaline will be flowing, but it, does it bother you that the Jags have one less day than normal in terms of preparation for this game? No, not necessarily, and it goes back to what we were talking about a short week when they played against you know the Jets. Um, you have a routine. Nothing, you know, you're not going to do anything or learn anything bigger you know, that's going to make a huge difference um, in a short week versus a long week. You know, sometimes a long week, you know, a long week can kind of hamper you a little bit because it gives you more time to have paralysis of analysis. You know, sometimes a short week, as we said with the Jets, it just allows you to build off of the successes and the progress you had the week before. And so I think it's the same thing this week. They'll go, let's go into this week. It's a, it's a one day shorter week. Build off of the progress and the successes they had last week and go out and let's do it again. So in some cases, I think the shorter the week, you know, based off of the NFL schedule, sometimes the better, especially if you won the week before. And I think hopefully that will be the situation even with now. I mean, you think about it, 8 o'clock game at night is just like a Sunday morning game 
at one o'clock. So there's not too much difference um, in terms of your preparation times. You're not losing that much. All right. I love it. Double D, it's not going to matter. I think, again, once they kick off, uh, all that's behind them. Go out there and play well. Don't turn it over a bunch. I think they're the better team. Let's hope that that's the case and it proves out on the scoreboard. Uh, appreciate catching up with you, buddy, and we'll talk to you next week, all right? All right, now. I'll talk to you later, man. All right, man. Stay out of traffic there. Oh, that's that's right. that's the <laughs> – I thought somebody's blaring the horn at him for a second. I think that might have like been a, a car alarm. I don't know what was going on. Double D, <laughs> be safe out there in the mean streets of Duval. All right, uh, we'll come back and we'll turn our attention back to uh, what's coming up this weekend. Question of the day. Presented by Chad and Sandy Real Estate. What's the most exciting regular season home game that you've attended for the Jacksonville Jaguars ever? Uh, and just uh, give us your thoughts. We've had a wide variety, hitting some of the highlights uh, that you'd expect, but uh, different games mean different things to different people. So you can share your thoughts with us there on uh, on Twitter, on the text line. Or of course, you can always call the program at 641-1010. Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, and E.T. Jaguars today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. I feel the master. I think this is one of the biggest games, obviously, since 2017 here, too, which is what some people say. So uh, uh, not a lot of people have been a part of it. So it's going to be exciting to see the, their reaction, and uh, we're excited to play. Yeah, some people are saying it's one of the biggest games since 2017. Though some people are all people saying <laughs> that it's one of the biggest games since 2017. And, you know, that you got to give that team its uh, proper respect. Made it to the AFC title game. No doubt. Right? Yeah. So uh, one of three Jaguar teams to advance that far in their history. Got a chance by winning this week. I mean, this is kind of a playoff game, but you got a chance to host an official playoff game for only the fifth time. In franchise history, three and one at home, pretty good record. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like your chances to possibly advance the way things are going, Tony. It looks like if the Cincinnati Buffalo game does not get made up, mm -hmm. uh, major advantage to the Bengals. I, I think they clinch the AFC North with that because if it goes to winning percentage, the Ravens can't catch them. The Ravens needed the Bills to beat the Bengals and then beat the Bengals themselves to win the division. Uh, so, Chargers, Ravens, that's the pool of teams you're probably playing one of. In all uh, if, if you yeah. win the yeah. game, you still got to win. Uh, somebody hit me up on the text line. And look, I get not everybody knows every intricacy and how these things go, but why, um, if the Jags split with the Titans and have the same record, why the Titans go? Well, divisional record would be the next tiebreaker they go to, and uh, the stinking mayo eaters would be four and two in the division at that point. Let's get a few thoughts in from Brandon Sheriff here. Uh, just uh, talking about the process this week of getting ready to play this game. Uh, just continue to, to focus on the details. You know, uh, obviously the game's on Saturday, so you got you to gotta speed it up a little bit. But Doug's gonna, Doug and the, all the coaching staff has done a great job, uh, you know, throughout the year. You know, we had that three-game stretch in 12 days, so they did a great job taking care of our bodies. And uh, we got we got four or five days, so uh, we're, we're – I, I can feel the, the energy and the excitement from a bunch of guys, you know, because this is a huge game for us, and, and we're, we're excited. No doubt they should be, and we'll see what that energy looks like once we get into the stadium on Saturday night. Brendan Sheriff was also talked about the matchup that this offensive line is going to have against this Titans defensive front. 
Their D-lines, they got a great D-line. Uh, you know, I think we had a hard time rushing the ball against them uh, up front. They're really stout. They're physical. Um, so we got we to gotta bring our A game. And, uh, you know, uh, we got a couple days to, to plan for them, and we're going to give them our best shot. All right. Well, I'm sure you will. I saw, you know, some video going around. Jeffrey Simmons in the locker room. He's ready to go. He'll be ready to go. You can expect all hands on deck uh, for the Tennessee Titans, mm -hmm. including some hands that didn't play the first time. But, hey, bring them, right? I mean, no, we understand the situation here. Jags have who they have, and uh, the Titans have who they have, and we have Trevor Lawrence, right? So there's that. Yeah. Uh, and we also have Doug Peterson, and Brandon Sheriff talked about trusting the process that Doug Peterson has put in front of them. You can't get too excited. You got to kind of, you got to kind of take it. You know, just uh, when game when game day comes, then you got to let it let it go. So I, I would say, just uh, have a little bit of patience and just uh, continue to trust in the process that Doug's put in front of us, and and uh, just just do your job and control what you can control. What's it been like, Brandon Sheriff, blocking for a thousand yard rusher in his first real season in the NFL after the injury during his rookie year for Travis Etienne? Uh, he's done a great job. You know, it's exciting uh, when he hit that 62-yard run. You know, we right when he hit the hole and we heard the crowd cheering um, and we saw him run down the field, I just put my hands up and went and gave Trevor a high five or a hug or something like that. But, you know, he's he's been great for us. I think all those guys, Snoop, you know, he got his first touchdown too. So it's fun to see, you know, from the first preseason game till we, when, what was that week 17? Week, week, well, that was game 16. So how, you know, they're hitting the holes, how they're finding the holes, how they're seeing things, you know, before they even unfold and they're making that cut. So, uh, and it's fun to just see him run through a tackler too and get that extra yard. It, it pumps us up. All right. Uh, we don't hear from Brandon Sheriff very often, you know, in, in a, like a group collective setting like this. So it's kind of cool here and uh, cool to have his five-time Pro Bowl experience weigh in on rookie center Luke Fortner, who he says one of the smartest rookies he's played with. Fortner, uh, he's done a great job uh, to see his confidence. Uh, you know, he's he's grown. His confidence has grown, and the way he communicates and carries himself is. If you told me that he was a rookie, I would have told you you're crazy because he's one of the smartest rookies I've ever played with. Well, there you go. Um, somebody asked me today why uh, shouldn't Fortner be mentioned for rookie of the year? Look, first of all, rookie of the year, you're not going to win it as an interior offensive lineman, right? Unless oh, you're like yeah. Quint Quentin Nelson, Quentin Nelson, and even he. Didn't win Rookie of the Year, I don't believe. You know, you'd have to be talked about at that kind of level as one of the best in the league already. Uh, happy that he hasn't been an issue for the Jags and uh, hope he can get better as the seasons go on. Uh, speaking of the National Football League, that's where Tony Smith is going to take you around right now. Now, Gems Around the NFL, brought to you by Beaches Jewelry and Pawn in Jack's Beach. The NFL said in a statement yesterday that the Buffalo-Cincinnati game that was postponed on Monday night will not be resumed this week after consulting with both teams and the Players Association. The statement also said that they will not make any changes to the league's Week 18 schedule. Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, remains in critical condition at a hospital in Cincinnati. Washington is expected to go back to Tyler Heineke as their starter this week with rookie Sam Howe also expected to play in their season finale. A league source told ESPN that Carolina Panthers owner David Tepper has had a conversation with Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh about the Panthers' head coaching job, which will need to be filled after the end of the season. The source said that the conversation was not characterized as an interview and that no interviews for the position will begin until after the Panthers wrap up their season this week. 
Minnesota has placed right tackle Brian O'Neill on their injured reserve with a calf injury. And with no real timetable for the return of quarterback Tua Tungavailoa, Miami head coach Mike McDaniel said, has said this week that he is prepping both Teddy Bridgewater, who is dealing with a pinky injury on his throwing hand, and Skylar Thompson to start against the New York Jets in a game that the Dolphins have to win. All right, there you go. Uh, i tell you what, we've got uh, Johnny O coming up here in a few minutes, but before we get to uh, the Jaguars uh, senior reporter from Jaguars.com, uh, our own Hayes Carline caught up with Josh Allen this week. It's been a different media schedule. They've moved some things around. I believe the coordinators are speaking today. Doug Peterson will speak tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we don't have as much audio out of the locker room as we typically do midweek. But uh, here is Hayes Carline, our Jaguars embedded reporter from 1010XL, the hammer himself with Jaguar pass rusher Josh Allen. We're pleased to be joined with Jaguars outside linebacker Josh Allen here on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Man, it's great to see you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year's, man. Good way to start it off. Yeah, congratulations on the win. What was uh, the key today to you guys having such uh, defensive success? Uh, stop the run, pressure the quarterback, create takeaways. We do that, man. That's our, that's our, key, to vic- that's our key to success, man. We did a good job at that. And trying to go get this next one. How sweet was it seeing uh, Tyson pick up the fumble and go 12 yards for the touchdown? Let's go. Man, we just talked about who's going to score. Mm-hmm. No matter how we would have did it, pick six, fumble recovery, force fumble, whatever, who's who going to score? And, uh, you know, so we made a play. I'm glad. I'm happy. We got we finally put some votes on the board. So that was the first time we did since. Oh, Ray. Ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, a third, that's a third touchdown. Let's keep going. Let's keep stacking them. I got another one for you. This is the first time the Jaguars have not allowed an opponent to score a touchdown in back-to-back games since 2001. Let them score a point. But no touchdowns now. The Jets didn't score and the Texans. We shouldn't let them score a point. So we kind of – I know I'm upset about that. I mean, we should have – I mean, I'm I'm not trying to feel them type of way. No, not trying to – be cocky or none, but I feel like we could have really, we should have really not let them boys score. How good was it having Trayvon and Foley back? Man, it's a great. I love Trey, man. I love playing against this dude, man. I love the energy that he brings, the, the physical nature that this guy brings every freaking day, every play. We know what we're going to get from him, and uh, we're ready to go. Now, wait for me, bro. God, leave. All right. I appreciate you, though. Know, and, and Foley, too, man. Foley, man in the middle. You know, we got we definitely, definitely you got a powerhouse like that inside, man. It's going to be hard to run inside. Uh, Hardy taking double teams also that makes it a lot easier for the inside backers to come up and make plays. They do a good job at that, and we got to continue to keep going. What does this mean to you guys? Have busted so many streaks this year. You do it again today. Houston had one nine in a row. What's this been like for you, Josh? Uh, man, I remember going back. Come on, huh? I remember I, I was just thinking about uh, to the Chargers game, man, and sitting down, sitting on the sideline with Trayvon, man. I forgot what play we had, but he looked at me and said, like, bro, we special. It was week three, but we special. And I said, hell yeah, we are. And even though we had the little stretch when we weren't winning, we knew this was going to be a special team. We knew our moment was going to come, and we stayed consistent. We stayed true. Our job, our mission is not over yet. We are stepping. We are climbing up that ladder to where we need to get to when we get to that peak. Uh, but... You know, we're a special team, man. We got to continue to keep going. Josh, I appreciate your time. Last one, uh, how much are you looking forward to seeing the crowd Saturday or Sunday when the Titans roll in and seeing the Jaguars support you guys are going to have for the AFC South title? We need, a full, we, need a, we need a full crowd. And by the way, I ain't seen a man guard Christian Kirk yet. Uh, <laughs> you put that out there. Uh, 
but man, we want to see a full crowd. Uh, we want to, we want to, we want to, we want to get some offsides penalties for the for that for that defense over there. Uh, we want to get some false starts for the offense for the for the t- uh, for the Tennessee offense. So we need the crowd to be loud, man. We want them to pack this crowd, pack the stadium, pack the bank, and just know we're gonna be ready to play that game. Josh, congratulations on the strip sack today and the win. Happy New Year, and thank you for your time. Wise, thank you, sir. All right, you can help pack the bank if you grab a pair of tickets uh, and show up in your Jaguar gear and scream your head off. I'm giving away a pair of tickets. Uh, once again, email me, MikeD at 1010XL.com, 30 words or less, and any pictures you want to include that uh, can convince me why you deserve the tickets, looking to get them in the hands of, obviously, Jaguar fans first and foremost, and really somebody that who otherwise wouldn't be able to go to the game. I told you I would mention uh, some words throughout the course of the program that you could include. You can use this as a bonus word. You can go to 31 if you use the word vengeance, okay? (laughs) Vengeance. And I'm not going to tweet that out. I'm not going to put it out there in any other form other than on this program. So if you're listening, uh, I'll know if you include that word in there. Uh, And again, in the subject line, just put the word tickets, okay? And I'm going to try my best, depending on how many submissions we get, to determine who we're going to give these to by tomorrow morning uh, because we know you got to make plans for the weekend. Uh, John Osier coming up next, the senior writer from Jaguars.com. You're listening to Jaguars Today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. That's a special way I fold my flag. And I'll push your head if it's about that cash. Give me a sticky, I don't need an outfit. No, a three or five fitting just to match my kicks. Because I'm so Oh Knows with Jaguars.com's John Osher. Brought to you by Kingfish Pest Control. Proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. On 1010XL. This one came off Johnny O's personal playlist, I'm told. Is that right, E? <laughs> yeah, right off his iPod. <laughs> Walked in and, my, and I Bluetoothed and it... It just hooked in. <laughs> it just, oh, you Bluetooth. Did yeah, you? I was playing it in the car. Is that how that works? Oh, yeah. Trick daddy, forget the other side, huh? Maybe. <laughs> I, I guess. So if Glennon plays, you will have had Glennon, Minshew, Foles, and another ex-Jaguars quarterback. It, I'm drawing a blank. Dobbs. Dobbs and uh, – What's next? You're going to re-sign Blake? Somebody's going to sign Blake and Cody Kessler. Let's go. <sighs> I don't know. Gabbert getting any reps this week? He might, right? I know he Tom might. Brady wants to play, but yeah. they got nothing really to play for. I mean, it's, so. it's, it, it is striking. We're the farm system, baby. Quarter, well, a quarterbacks <laughs> in this league. We are the quarterback franchise. <laughs> we're the quarterback The breeding factor. ground. We're quarterback factory. Yes. We're we're breeding ground. We're a, we got ours. You know, We yeah. can stop breeding them for others right. at this point Stop in time. Reading, just let CJ play when the game's out of hand. When it's out of hand. You know, I'm wondering, did – so so sarcastic. What, <laughs> did Trevor learn a lot in the second half this week, do you think, with CJ? By sitting and watching. Rifling it around. Yeah, because I heard a lot of that. Oh, we need to bench this guy and let him learn from the sidelines. Watch CJ Beathard for a while. That was a – a thing for a, that was a thing a few weeks oh, it, yeah it, it, I, look I'm not saying every Jaguar fan felt that way but like man the the extreme ends of anything I guess are yes. called extreme for a reason Is right it, but yeah. I mean jeez come on I I haven't asked Trevor oh, uh, Trevor speaks at 245 today maybe I'll ask him what he learned yeah what did you learn <laughs> watching Bathard from the sideline right. I'd love to know I really would love probably to know. won't go there that, uh, today you don't think you'll get that one in other nah. other issues on the mind John uh we, you know what's how they feeling right now? How do you think they're feeling? Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, obviously a ton of energy. Um, you know, there's been some topics this week along the lines of 
you know, will they be too hyped? Does this, uh, does the fact that it's a, a, a day earlier, does it hurt them? At this point, I can't imagine any of that being a factor. I, I think Doug knows how to prepare a team. I think they'll be ready. Uh, it's the biggest game most of them have played in in the NFL. It's the biggest game here in, you know, you know since 96 in the regular season. I, it, it's all those things, and I can't imagine they won't be ready and in the right uh, on the right level of of prep for. Why wouldn't you be? Yeah, John, you – we're covering the team obviously in '96, and so you were there for that whole run, mm-hmm. right? And Which is, we've at this point just makes me old. Right? We've so. talked to Logs about it this week. We've talked to Leon about it, obviously here on the station this week. But it is different, right? When it comes down to last week of the season, win and move on, lose and go home is essentially the situation they're in. They still have the slight chance at the wild card with the loss, but you control your own fate in the division, it's a different kind of feel when it gets this late in the season at this point. I don't know if the division rival, you know, amps that up at all for this week's game, but certainly we saw that team in 96 that looked so good going into that last week, and then it did feel like they got tight for that game against Atlanta, especially in the second half. How do you avoid that tightness for a young team that's never experienced this before? Yeah, I, I think it does. I think it falls to the coach to have them ready in the right frame of mind. I think it helps, you know, I say this, it, I would say I think it helps to get a lead, but that Jaguars team that year had a lead, and all of a sudden it just sort of started slipping away. Um, you know, I think the reality with that game, with a lot of games, are the NFL's tough to call, and I think that's, you know, if I think the Jaguars will win Saturday, but if they lose, I don't think it's necessarily because you got tight. I think there are tight games in the NFL that happen. It, it might happen Saturday. The Titans are rested. They're ready. Uh, they'll be tricky to to prepare for because of the new quarterback. Uh, you should be able to take advantage of that, but we've all seen games where that fools a defense for a little while, a team gets a lead, and all of a sudden it's tight at the end when it shouldn't be. So, you know, I don't know how you prepare to not be tight. I just know that it's the head coach's deal to do that, and Doug has done that a lot, remember. He – he has played this scenario with the Eagles many times late in the season, so I think he'll have the right frame of mind. Yeah, I think he's, you know, basically hit all the right notes yeah. along the way, right? I mean, if you don't trust – got to give Doug Peterson the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. we thought coming into the season. He's proven more than almost anyone on the staff or, yeah. or roster or anything really had proven more than anybody by uh, bringing home a Lombardi trophy, so you got to trust his process and – you reach a point, though, where if you don't get results, no matter how sure. much of a resume you got. So I think it was important, you know, that they didn't let that losing streak linger any longer. Yeah. Right? And, and they stayed viable because they were always talking about, John, you know, we really feel like we could get on a run. We really feel mm-hmm. like it. And it was unlike past versions of the Jags who always say that. I feel like sure. every team always says that. And you look at them and you're like, are you watching the same thing that we're watching? Right. This was a team that you're like, oh, damn. You know, probably should have won two or three of those five consecutive losses. Yeah. And then you'd be cru- then you'd be talking about what your seed is mm-hmm. as you've long had the AFC South wrapped up. Yeah, and I don't think it's a coincidence. Uh, one thing quickly, I don't think it's a coincidence that after that Eagles Super Bowl in 17, Eagles in 18 and 19 – had to do something similar to this to get in. They won late. 
they made the playoffs sort of scrapping back and uh, and and getting in. So Doug knows how to handle this situation. Um, I I think on field it was different more than anything all year until this run started from past Jaguars teams who've said this. They were legitimately close. They did feel like they were just learning how to win. Uh, but the results, as you said, if they hadn't had this uh, four-game losing, I mean, a four-game winning streak, you would certainly feel different about Doug Peterson because it's all about results. I mean, I, I'm not sure any other way to say it beyond that. Yeah, and I think there is something to the system with Doug Peterson and the way his teams, you mentioned a couple of times after they had won the Super Bowl where they had to do this late in the year, the Eagles did, and they did it, right? There is something to when all 53 guys feel like they're going to get their chance to make a play, mm-hmm. I need to make it when I get that chance, right? There aren't a whole lot of this is the star. We need him to go make it happen. Uh, you have Trevor Lawrence, who is the engine that makes everything run here in Jackson, but we can all clearly see that. But when you have – Nobody outside of him among the skill guys that are like, I need mine. I need mine. They don't have any of that going on. I think it's easier to get some kind of momentum even in games when you're talking about games that are this big, that are do or die from a football perspective, right? Like it's it's easier to get everybody pulling in that same direction. And that was very much the case in Philly. If If you ask most people who the star was in Philly of those teams, they would probably pause and like, not really remember. I mean, it, it it wasn't really a star system. Uh, we just did our Jaguars huddle before I came over here, which will air on on Saturday. And, and one of the questions was, who's the key player outside Trevor Lawrence among the skill players? I chose Ingram, but I could have chosen Kirk. I could have chosen Zay Jones, Travis Etienne, just as easily. Uh, so I think it makes him hard to defend more than anything. I mean – Who's their go-to guy, Mike? Well, it'll be interesting to see what they try to do with Evan Ingram, who had 162 right. yards against him the first time, right? Like, if I'm the Titans, I'm saying I'm not allowing that to happen. Right. Every team says we got to stop the run first. I do think it's ETN. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, to me, the wide receivers, when we like Marvin Jones, both times against the Texans this year, led the team in receiving. You know, right. like, they, they, it, it could be a variety of guys to me. So, it's never generally going to be Christian Kirk or Zay Jones because – if one doesn't do it, the other might, and the other might if the first two don't. And, uh, you know, so Ingram and ETN would probably top the list sure. for me this week. And, uh, you know, look, I, we'll take a repeat, uh, anything close to what Evan Ingram got the first time. And I kind of like the fact that he was quiet this week. You can't keep that kind of a hot streak going every single sure. week uh, in the NFL. And he was the hottest tight end in the right. league over about a month's period. Right. If, if you keep that kind of hot streak going, you're – Going to wind up in the Hall of Fame. Right, right. So, I mean, based on, you know, realistic expectations, right. um, you know, so good. We had a quiet week. Didn't need you. Didn't, a lot of guys had quiet weeks this week. It was just kind of a, a workman-like show up. Hey, let's get Snoop Connor a touchdown, right? Let's. I yeah. mean, ETN was outstanding. Only had 12 touches in the football game, and that's all he needed to have a, a huge day. All right, we'll come back more with Johnny O on the other side. The Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day asking you – What is the most exciting regular season home game for the Jacksonville Jaguars that you've ever attended? Hopefully this Saturday will top that, and I'll give you another clue as to how you can get in uh, good to try to score those tickets for Saturday night as well. Coming up 
on the other side. With John Osher, Tony Smith, and E.T., I'm Mike Dempsey. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. I think oftentimes uh, as a fan and even just as a team, these games can take on a greater leverage and a greater magnitude uh, you know, because of the consequences of it. And so sometimes it could cause a person to say, I need to do something different. You know, I need to watch something more or I need to do this or I need to do that. No, my advice to you is the more consistent you can be with your routine. And you've practiced that routine over and over and over. What do you do on Tuesdays? What do you do on Wednesdays in preparation? Thursdays, Fridays, you know, what do you do before games? So make it as regular as you can. Oh Knows with Jaguars.com's John Osher. Brought to you by Kingfish Pest Control. Proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. On 1010XL. All right, that was Donovan Darius earlier this morning on preparing, being in the right frame of mind, not changing things up too much. I think that's the approach you'll try to take, right? I mean, whatever's been working for you over the last two months, why would you try to do anything differently? You can't control necessarily what the emotions are going to be when you step out on that field knowing that this game is different than a lot of the others because this is win and you're definitely in. Yeah, obviously nothing guarantees, but I do think there's an element of uh, they've essentially been in something close to this in their minds already, meaning had they lost to Dallas, they probably felt like they were out of it. Had they gone up and lost to New York, they probably felt like they were out you know, it those weren't winner go homes, but they've had pressure on them throughout. So it's been like a playoff game for them the whole way. Certainly, this is heightened, but I don't think it's unusual. I I would think there would be a little more quote pressure on them if they had led the whole season and then all of a sudden were in a situation where they could lose everything they did, tried. Maybe that would change a little bit. I I just don't think preparation or Tightness is going to be a big factor on, on Saturday. Uh, which is essentially the position the Titans are in, uh, by the way, coming into yeah, this Yeah, but week. the Titans, to me, have a little bit of, yes, they're in that situation, but they've been so beat up and they've lost for – Sure. They've lost six in a row now. To me, the Titans are almost playing with house money a little bit because it feels like their fans, you know – it feels like they think they lost it the a while The fans back. are just trying to build in their pre-excuse excuses. That's all they're doing. That That's all they're doing. Okay. Oh, I, we, we'd we rather lose to get a higher draft pick. You're talking oh, about the difference. Oh, okay. gosh. Oh, yeah. oh okay. my okay. goodness. Oh, yeah. It's all over no, social media. I just meant it feels like the Titans are sort of have a Hail Mary this weekend, meaning they've lost six in a row. Most people think they're done. They're out of it. Let's rest everybody, push all the chips in, and play for that one. Right, game. I don't, I don't, I think the, I don't think the players think that this is a hail mary. I think that they'll look at it and go, you know what, we're running it down their throats. I think the Titans will come in here thinking they're going to win the football game. Yeah. like the players. I think the fans are trying to protect themselves psychologically from okay. the collapse that might happen. That's that's how I feel. You know, I think that it's the the pre built in excuses. Of, oh, we're so beat up. How could we possibly win? That's, and that's fair. And yeah. on and on and on. I mean, the difference in draft picks here. We're talking about, you know, if you win this game and lose in the first round, you get like the nineteenth pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it, that's not a thing. Right. right. If you lose this game, you're gonna get like the sixteenth pick in the draft or something like that. Yeah. 
I admit I'm kind of coming in ignorant on that. But I hadn't heard anything. Like, oh, I've like seen that. it for just, I've seen it for a couple weeks. Okay, honestly, gotcha. okay, with the Titans. Uh, it started. Well, let's hope they feel that way. Started the before the Dallas game. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, look, I, I think they're going to play. Look, yeah, I don't think the players hard. will feel that way. At Not all. at all. Yeah. I, it, that's a different story. And and no matter how the you know Jaguar fandom, I think the majority. I'm sure there's some nervousness out there, but the majority probably thinks, hey, we're the better team. We got Trevor Lawrence. We're hot. They're not. We beat them in their place. We're going to win this football game, yeah. right? That doesn't mean that the players are going to show up thinking Correct. the same thing, right? Correct. So, I, you know, it's a, a different story. How sure. You know, it's fun. You can feel any way you want to as a fan. How has the locker room been reacting to everything? Like you mentioned they lose the game to Detroit. They win the game against Dallas. They win the game against the Jets. Obviously got the win this week against Houston. They know what's on the line this week. But how has the locker room kind of handled the ride here in the last month and a half? And how have they handled it this week specifically? I mean, it it just feels like a team on a roll that's starting to believe in itself. And, uh, you know, it, it feels a lot like, again, the comparison to 96 is really strong because they had won four in a row going into the Falcons game. Uh, that team certainly felt like the quote-unquote team of destiny, if you will. Anytime you have a late-season run like this, uh, they start to take on common traits. Uh, I even go back to when I covered the uh, Florida Final Four back in 94 when nobody sort of expected them to do it. When you've got a team that sort of feels like it's overcoming and defying odds, if you will, it it starts to feel like... uh, there's an energy and a belief that starts to make good things happen for that team. At the same time, once a kickoff comes, all that sort of talk doesn't matter that much anymore. And I don't know if you saw uh, your guy Mojo on on uh, NFL Network on Sunday night. I did not. Uh, but he went on this whole diatribe, not, not diatribe, but this thing about Team of Destiny. Team of Destiny. And you can imagine, if you know Mojo, it was it was sort of out there, and it was it was, but it it does sort of take on a team of destiny feel, and then his counterpart on the show said, well, yeah, but then if the other team gets up seven nothing, is it a team of destiny? Like, is it once it happens, then all of a sudden the team of destiny stuff goes out the window, and you got to win the game. So I think that's where they are. But mentally, it has been a team that feels like gradually. They always felt like something like this could happen, and then once it starts happening, you start playing well, then they start believing in themselves, and it does build on itself. Right. Look, the team of destiny, destiny is is applicable to how well you play. Right. right? There's no destiny. You're not destined. It's not written anywhere. It's it, Now, if the players want to feel that way and they can feed off that, like if things start going their way and they're right. like, and then that's great. It's a psychological thing, right. but that's all it is. Right. Yeah. Chris Rose, who is, I think he's – is the announcer's name who's on the show with mm-hmm. Mojo said, well, what if the other team wins? Are they a team of destiny? <laughs> I mean, and they would be, right? I mean, by, if you're going to go by that logic. Look, I'm just looking at the fact that it was 10-6 to 6 against the Cowboys at halftime. Yeah. Right? With Joshua Dobbs playing quarterback with no Derrick Henry, with no Jeffrey Simmons. I mean, no. uh, and Danico Autry didn't play in that game. Uh, he'll, all those guys are going to play this week. The now, Jaguars they have to play well Saturday to win. They have to take advantage of the matchups that they have, which means you have to stop Derrick Henry. You have to make Josh Dobbs have a few plays where he looks like a quarterback with one game of experience. And you have to take advantage of those pressure points that you have. But it's I, I don't for the life of me believe it's going to be 31-3. to Look, I think if the Jags, honestly, if the Jags get up 10, this game's over. 
at any point. That's how I feel, right? Mm-hmm. The, the longer be. it's a one-possession game, right? Tennessee's going to grind every first down they grind out. They're going to take the full play clock. Every, and that's what I would do if I were them. They're the lesser team. They're the less explosive team. Yeah. They're going to give it to Derrick Henry, who didn't play last week, 30-plus times if that's what it takes. And, I, you know, that that's they're just going to try to shorten the game as much as possible. I thought on Sunday it was interesting, meaning this past Sunday, Jaguars-Texans, I thought it was interesting the approach Doug Peterson took as soon as they got that stop in on the first series. Got a first down. It was first down on the 45. They went fast, no huddle. I thought it was it, – it, it felt to me like the fastest they had moved offensively between plays. It, it just felt to me like Doug wanted to get up on that team as early as he could. Right. Put doubt in their mind. And that that – you always feel that, but it really felt that to me in that game. I, if if Doug's in a in a similar situation with a chance to go up early, I I would anticipate him doing the exact same thing. Right. Look, it, it's just semantics. Whether it's putting doubt in their mind or taking hope away. Right. Like it's right. it's kind of two sides of the same coin. But the longer if if the Titans could go in halftime leading fourteen to ten, oh, right? That, that they're gonna game. they're gonna feel great and then yeah. the pressure does ratchet up because then every possession no doubt you got to get something you got to get something you got to get something so I, I'm almost tempted like if the Jags win the toss let's just take the damn ball and go and stick it in the end zone because that's the the I better agree. side of the football but so out of what NFL coaches <laughs> typically do right you can also make the case hey just load up don't let Derrick Henry run it down your throat in this first drive and let's stop him then we've got the it is unusual, but it, it I think Cincinnati half. did it the other night. I think they, they took the ball first after winning the toss mm-hmm. because, you know, I, I think Zach Taylor, I mean, uh, felt probably the same way you did. Get hey, up on them early. Hey, we're at home. We're the better offense. I mean, uh, we're a good offense. I doubt he does so he thinks he's a better offense than Buffalo. He probably thinks he does. but um, Might be. Yeah, I mean, but – that, hey, that's our strength. It's what we do. We're going to show them. We're going to make a statement. I don't think it's absurd to take the ball first. I mean, I think if you went skill position player by skill position player, Cincinnati does have the better offense. Mm-hmm. You know, that now whether, you know, Josh Allen is pretty amazing in late game yeah. situations, but uh, Joe Burrow's not chopped liver. And huh. you start going through that wide receiver core. Okay, you got Diggs. We got Chase. We got Higgins. You can't match up with that. You know, we got Tyler right. Boyd in the slot. And uh, we got Joe Mixon in the backfield. And, um, yeah. you know, Hayden Hurst was pretty fired up at the start of that game, too. Yes, he was. By yeah. the way. But, uh, all right, let's take a time out here. We'll come back and let's look at the question of the day and weigh in on it and have a little bit of fun with this most exciting regular season home game you've ever attended for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And if, let's say this amongst ourselves, if it's a super obvious one, try to have like a, a second one in your pocket because I think there are some that, are just hard to top if you were in attendance at those games that you're almost never going to be able to top those uh, those handful of them. Maybe this and week regular changes season. it. Regular season. Right, regular season, home game. We'll look at some of your submissions as well on Twitter. Uh, I need a good word, Tony. What should I throw in um, along with vengeance for our ticket giveaway here? Something applicable to this game. Mayo is too too easy. <laughs> the, the bar is too low on mayonnaise. Uh, what do you think? Huh. Another word. I need here. another word, right? Yeah. Another word somewhat applicable uh, to this. Uh, t- 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 what you got? 
I don't know. I'd have to. All right, we'll we'll yeah. come up with a word. We'll yeah. come back with it. We'll give you one last run through of how you might be able to score a pair of tickets for Saturday night's game between the Jags and the Titans. So uh, we're stuck on coming up. We speak for a living. Can't come up with a single. <laughs> freaking word around these parts. Johnny O is here, however, and he'll bail us out on the other side. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. You know, uh, we're ready to go. Our guys are going to be, uh, you know, focused. It's, you know, kind of is what it is. But, um, look, I, I've always I've always said that you, you want to be one of the teams that is in the conversation at the end of the season. And, and obviously us and Tennessee are in the conversation. So, uh, great opportunity for our organization to play Saturday night, primetime game, and uh, you know showcase what we've got. Oh Knows with Jaguars.com's John Osher, brought to you by Kingfish Pest Control, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. On 1010XL. You know, it would also be a good opportunity to showcase what you have at home playoff games. That'd be a good opportunity. The following home play, the second home playoff game of the year. Yeah. is one of them this weekend. That. Coming up, although it would not mathematically eliminate the Jaguars, I would not want to have to head into Sunday no. hoping for the best. Uh, no, it's a long – no. No, not at all, right? Uh, and I don't care. You want to throw them on 4.30 Saturday the following week? Probably where they'll end up. Who cares? I, I've i never covered a playoff game that didn't have energy. No doubt. So right? It's going to be fantastic yeah. uh, regardless. Got to take care of business uh, this week. All right, the Jaguars today – Question today presented by Chad and Sandy Real Estate. What is the most exciting Jacksonville Jaguars regular season home game that you ever attended? E.T. 10, 10, 10, 10, take. Now the 10, 10, take with Mike Dempsey brought to you by Northern Tool. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. We're made for this. All right, uh, let's go around. Tony, why don't you start? What's the most exciting regular season home game? And if it's a super obvious one, maybe sure. give me a second. Well, I went with I went at the question as one that I went to as a fan, okay, as opposed to one that I had the opportunity to go because I was covering the team, okay. Right? And so the years that I was going uh, with Hacker um, to games as a fan of the Jaguars were not great years for Jaguars football, generally speaking. But the game that immediately came to mind was in the middle of a miserable season for the Jags, but it was a home game. They beat the Colts that afternoon, and it was Jimmy Smith had a 40-yard touchdown from Byron Leftwich up the left sideline. I remember that play. They had a big punt return after getting a stop on, on third down against Peyton Manning, and I believe Ricky Williams was playing for the Colts that year in 2003, and then they ended it with a 32-yard Fred Taylor run for a touchdown to get a 28-23 victory. And it was, uh, I think it was to get them to 2-7. and seven. That was the Mike Doss play where yeah. he ran over Mike Doss. Yes, he did. The yeah. Colts were getting really good that year. It was really the – it was the freak loss for the – like it was the one that they considered sort of the outlier. Sure. Where they lost the team that wasn't very good. But significantly, I, I wasn't covering the Jags at the time, but that was the game that sort of gave the Jags confidence under Jack that they could go beat the Colts, and it was a game that sort of made that a rivalry for four or five years. Yeah, but I remember all that. The Jimmy touchdown, the Fred touchdown, the big punt return to put him in position late in the game, and I think Fred scored with like a minute left in the game. What I vividly remember, that was the game, obviously, a lot of Jaguars fans remember that like Doss kind of mouthed off to Fred early in the game. Mm. And uh, I can remember, and I'm, I'm covering the Colts at the time, and I'm like, ah, I wish he had. Probably not the, <laughs> the wisest move. And, and – 
even though I was working for the Colts, I I had covered Fred and really have always liked Fred. When he ran over Doss and went and scored the winning touchdown, I kind of smiled. Yeah, 28 for 152 and two touchdowns that day for Fred, by the way. I mean, yeah, Fred wasn't going to let that die. (laughs) E.T., what you got? Man, this was a no-brainer for me. That Cowboys game a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Because that's the first time I've ever been there, and it's been packed. It was a great game, and we won. Oh, that energy was crazy. And that's what I'm hoping to see this Saturday night under them lights. Oh, I I think you'll see it. As long as they play well. I mean, you'll see it at the outset regardless, but uh, I think you'll see that. In spades, I think a lot of people have said that, that some of these games down the stretch this year, the Baltimore game, the, the Cowboys game, a yeah. couple Raiders. of the most exciting that they've seen, certainly in years, if not ever, depending on how you know far back your fandom goes. Uh, John, for you, uh, what would you say? Well, I've never been to one as a fan, and I, you know, I missed uh, 10 years with ready and cover them. So, uh, you know, the Cowboys, Ravens, uh, the Seahawks and the Patriots in 17 and 18 were really exciting, mm-hmm. I thought. But I'll go back because I'll, I'll go old school. Tampa in 97, uh, when Fred scored from 72, 73 yards at the very end. Uh, the back and forth nature of that game. Uh, I, I, think the Jaguar, I think the Jaguars won 28-23 or something like that. Uh, I think I'm missing the score a little bit. But that was a really incredible game. There were many back then. The Pittsburgh game in 97 when uh, the Chris Hudson play. There were a lot back then, but I'll go Tampa. Tampa, Fred has always said that's his favorite game of all time. Uh, it, it's sort of a lost memory for a lot of people, but that was a really exciting game. No, no doubt. Um, you know, boy, there's so many yeah. uh, that I could look at. And, you know, obviously, you know, the Atlanta Falcons-Morton Anderson game sure. was, was crazy the way it went down. Um, but I remember specifically that season – the home game uh, against Baltimore, they were three and six, wow. and uh, they're three and six going nowhere. And that Baltimore team could score, and they the Jags ended up winning that thirty to twenty seven. And I believe it was the first time I was ever down on the sideline at the end of the game. You know, they used to do the right. two minutes if you're in the press box, uh, head to the elevator with a couple minutes for the two minute warning, and uh, the two minute warning will allow everybody out on the field. After 9-11, a lot of teams changed that. Not all of them, uh, by the way, but I, I that was one of those games where you could see the air moving in front of you because the the noise mm-hmm. in the stadium and the energy in the stadium yeah. was just that high. Uh, I, I'll give you another one. This Probably people think I'm nuts if I say this. Uh, September 18, 2006, Monday Night Football. They played the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, yeah. Nine to nothing, Okay. And it was just one of the most physical games, and they they just shut down Roethlisberger. He threw a couple of picks. Yeah. He threw for like was 150 that, was yards. Was that right after the motorcycle accident for him? Was it after, right after the yeah. – I, I, you might be right, Tone. Yeah. I can't recall specifically uh, at the time. Byron threw for 260 in that game. Uh, it was just three field goals was all it, it came down to uh, for the Jags. But it was just – you know, it was I watched that game on TV. Scoreless at the half. It's the it's honestly the one game that I remember outside the Pittsburgh playoff game mm-hmm. that I remember watching when I was in Indy, and the energy and the crowd that night. It was a home game. I mean, it it, it it was a memorable game. Even being nine to nothing for somebody who had no interest in the team at that point, very memorable game. Yeah, Miami when Fred went for uh, for ninety or 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 for eighty in the regular season. 
Miami Monday night in 98 was really exciting, too. Oh, there are a bunch of them, obviously. You know, and it, it all depends on how you felt about it at, at the moment. Uh, there was that one, I guess it was the Sunday night game, and this would have been higher. I'll just, again, I, I love when the opposing team's media comes in and they're so sure of what the outcome right. is going to be. You know, I'll never forget, Tony and I were up there uh, for the Gerard Hail Mary game, mm-hmm. and they, I mean, the, the Houston media was just so dismissive that right. uh, just running chirp like what do you care you don't get paid anymore if they win or lose it is chirping 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 media a couple weeks ago too when when they <laughs> scored on the hail mary just looking up and down because we're sitting like right up against the the texans section of media just laughing in their faces and uh kind of skipping yeah. off to the locker room was fantastic and there was another one like that i think it was a sunday night game against pittsburgh where Scobie had like a 60-yard attempt on the final play to win the game. And the whoever, you know, we used to go in the team meeting room. You get in there early. You'd yeah. watch the end of the game, and you're ready for the press conference. And it's on the television in there. And a couple of the Pittsburgh media are just like, come on. six. I'm like, you haven't seen this guy kick, have you? And he missed it wide. And not by much, but it was plenty long. And they were like – their hearts were in their throat. They could not believe that it came that close, and, of course, it didn't go in, but that would have been a great uh, stick-it-to-a moment <laughs> as well. I love a good stick-it-to-a moment, mm-hmm. Tony. Uh, here's some on the uh, – I got a lot of people didn't read the question right, so I'll try to skip those. Uh, Colts-Jags, 59-yard Scobie walk-off field goal. Uh, 2017 Seattle-Jacksonville game was one of my favorites I've attended. Uh, Blake Bortles throwing dimes. I was a concession worker selling Cokes from a bucket, walking up and down the stairs at the Morton Anderson Miss game as a junior in high school fundraising for a band solidified my fanship as I was also a Marino fan at the time. Stadium exploded on the Miss. Remember it well. Uh, Let's see, the 2017 Chargers comeback. What an insane game. Yeah, that was nuts. That was. Blake threw two interceptions, I think, in the final two minutes of regulation. And they won. While they were trailing. While they were trailing. And yeah. they won the game. <laughs> they won the game. How does that happen? Um, Hail Mary game getting mentioned a lot. Colts game where we ran for almost 400 yards. I think it was like three, was it 335? 375. 375. There you go. That's right. Uh, either way, uh, you had 200 yard rushers. And I think Tofield came really close in that game, if I'm not mistaken. Very close. Right? It was like 90 yeah. plus. Um, the 18 Patriots game, which was. You know, kind of a, a culmination uh, that mm-hmm. that made them what three and one? What was that? Three they and made one? them two and one, two and, and they two. got to three and one the next week against. Okay, the Jets. Yeah. okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, again, Chargers Jags twenty seventeen up there uh, sixteen thirteen over Tennessee in two thousand. With this season's Dallas game being a close second, uh, I've never seen them win in six games. I'm hoping it's this weekend. Flying down from North Carolina says Tommy. Oh, oh, by the way, got the word. For you, all right? Uh, I'm not going to read through the rest of these. Hang on a second. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you. E.T., this get this is all going to get rolled in on the on the, uh, the pod? For sure. All right, just making sure that this gets rolled in so people who may be listening after we go off air have a, a fair chance at scoring those tickets. Uh, let's say hello to XL Primetime. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the rubber on the road with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. All right, Mia O'Brien, what's going on? Howdy, hey. How we doing, fellas? Howdy, hey. Uh, we're fine. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. How are you? Yeah, I'm feel- feeling 
good. Feeling good. Uh, I, obviously, I know yesterday a bit of a, a somber mood around all of sports, but uh, I will say it, it did feel good to uh, obviously hear the news about Tamar Hamlin. Hopefully optimistic. The um, prognosis right now, although he does remain in um, in critical condition, obviously good news with um, the oxygen that he is now only on 50% of the um the, uh, the right, oxygen, oxygen percentage, right. right. Yeah. And he's, he's breathing on his own 50%, which is obviously huge. And so um, also feels good for us then that, you know, obviously we're, we're praying for him and his family still, but we can talk about the great game we have hopefully on tap here in Jacksonville and beyond in the weeks and days to come. How are you feeling about it? Um, I'm feeling good. I, uh, I, I believe I've said it on this program before. I'm in the uh, MJD camp where the, I'm in the curse camp. Uh, where I have to pick against the Jaguars because I have picked against them each of the last four weeks. Mm. Um, so uh, so I will tell you my pick will be against the Jaguars, but I'm feeling pretty good. I, I just think with that home crowd atmosphere that we are anticipating at TIA Bank Field on Saturday, I mean, it's a can't-lose situation. Um, and I do think watching Doug Peterson this morning on Good Morning Football, um, listening to him and knowing the emotional state of the entire National Football League this week, but then knowing also how he was able to balance last week's quote-unquote meaningless game and still get his team locked in. I expect more of the same this week. All right. Well, have a good show. I know you got plenty to chew on today. Thank you. Yes, we'll have Blaine Bishop coming up in the 12 o'clock hour. So we'll uh, dive into the Titans perspective. Did you guys see uh, Jeffrey Simmons was calling for all the Titans fans to buy tickets and come to the stadium on Saturday? Uh, I don't know. Have you looked at those ticket prices, Tony and Mike? Because uh, it's a... Uh, yeah. I don't think there'll be many Titans fans here. Yeah, I don't think you they can. They can't uh, afford shoes or they can't afford just, tickets. I was here just going to say, I don't think uh, mayo uh, counts as a courtesy, currency, but we'll see. Maybe. Okay. Uh, it's a delicacy, however. There, we, there you in go. In certain parts of yes. the country. And if All you right. sold your tickets to a Titans fan, shame on you. Uh, you should be excommunicated yeah. from the, uh, the fam. <laughs> there you go. All right, Mia, have a good show. Thank you. All right, uh, finally, again, pair of tickets. Given away for my personal stock, mm-hmm. which is it consists of two that I bought two <laughs> weeks ago personal uh, stock. for this game. Um, and if you want them, you got to email Mike D at 1010XL.com. Put the word tickets in the subject line. That's the only word I want in the subject line. 30 words or less why you think you deserve them. I want them to go to a Jaguar fan. You can add pictures to kind of prove your fandom if you want to. But I'm looking to get them in the hands of somebody who would otherwise not be able to go. I gave you a word earlier that if you include it, you can go to 31. I'll give you one more word. Tony has come up with Zeus. Tony, mm-hmm. tell us why you came up with Zeus. Zeus, because in Greek mythology, he is the one who defeated the Titans. Bam! That's good. Good stuff. Bam! All right, so uh, throw Zeus in there. I'm not going to repeat the other one. You had to be listening, or you can go back and listen on the replay if you want to. E.T. is going to get that thing uh, posted up there as quickly as possible, and uh, we'll be off and rolling, and hopefully I'll have a decision, depending on what kind of um, amount of entries we get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I trust me, I'm going to count the words. I will count the words. I, I won't I won't include the greeting and your name at the end, but the actual body of where you're trying to sway me, uh, that is, uh, that's where the 30-word limit, or 32, if you know the two bonus words that you're allowed to include in there. John, what do you have coming up here on uh, Jaguars.com in the next few days? I'm anticipating uh, the Ozone podcast guest this week being Evan Ingram. Who, who I'm excited about because uh, I talked to Evan about the, you know in the same format uh, I think right after he signed uh, March or April and it's just striking how much how what an impact he's made uh, how different the conversation will be from May and I uh, I'm looking forward to it he 
he to me is one of the leaders and one of the voices of this team. Excellent. All right. Uh, look forward to it, John. I'll talk to you uh, Saturday, and let's go Jags. Fantastic. Thanks, right. guys. There he goes, uh, at John Osier on Twitter. Go check him out on the digital pages of Jaguars.com. That will do it for us today. Uh, tomorrow, D-Rock will be in no more breakfast bowl, shutting it down. We'll have some final dispensation on uh, you know the listeners who participated uh, this year, uh, and uh, D-Rock will buy me something to eat. Uh, and I, I mean, I, I suppose we'll buy you guys something to eat as well, but I'm not as concerned with that as I am with my own breakfast. All right, so uh, D-Rock in tomorrow. Uh, that'll do it for us today. Stick around for XL Primetime. For Tony Smith, E.T., Donovan Darius, and John Osher, I'm Mike Dempsey. We appreciate you listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. So guess what? 10 is popping, and there won't be no stopping. Bang, bang, bang.